Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Check out the Hog Talk Podcast, the newest addition to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Find it on hitthatline.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Super Bowl is right around the corner. If you're looking to place a bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag. Get on over there and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Support for the Hog Talk podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping using the code HAWG at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code HAWG. You're listening to the Hog Talk Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. With us on the line is the voice of the Arkansas Razorback, Chuck Barrett. A former guest of the show, Coach Mike Neighbors from the Arkansas women's basketball team. We have from ESPN's Around the Horn, Highly Questionable. Also a two-time Dan Levitard Show Suey winner and the <laughs> former heptathlete at Cornell, Sarah Spain. And we are happy to be joined by Martrell Spate. Mr. Phil Elson, the voice of Razorback baseball and the Ladybacks. Three, two, one. Yo, what is going on, Arkansas Razorback fans, SEC fans everywhere? Welcome to the one and only Hog Talk Podcast. I'm the Friday host, Ty Hudson, alongside me, my my PIC partner in crime, Kyle Sutherland. How you doing, sir? Much better than anyone associated with the Razorback basketball team that has to spend that flight back to Fayetteville. I can imagine it was already tough enough at halftime with Coach Musselman. We've joked around about him breaking markers and clipboards in the locker room, but I think it's probably, uh, man, I I don't know. It's it's a tough night to be be associated. Don't get me wrong. I love our guys, but it's a tough night to be a part of that uh, in in that locker room in any capacity. I, you know, I, I'm not one to say that anybody owes anybody anything, but the way they played tonight, and I, I don't know, does coaching get a does coaching deserve maybe a little bit of of some uh, of some questioning, some critiquing? I think they do. Yeah. And I someone asked me this earlier, right after the game, and they said, "Does Musselman and these players do should they apologize?" to the fan base for the way they played tonight. And I I don't believe so, truly, no, I don't. I don't think they owe anybody anything. But the fans, I I mean, we know how diehard Hog fans are, and to watch that take place on on television, on the SEC Network, was embarrassing. I mean, it's... It was just embarrassing. In this world of social media, Hawk fans already got to duck their head, or they've had to for everything else for a while. Like Now you have this performance against, I'm not going to lie to you, I really don't know, I really don't know what the SEC is going to look like come, 
come late February. I, I, I don't know. We've seen so many back and forths. LSU, who the hell are they? Is LSU, uh, or Tennessee, excuse me. Is Tennessee really as good as we thought they were? Alabama, who's sitting undefeated in conference play. But like LSU, I don't think they're like an Elite Eight, Sweet 16 caliber team. And you just got, you got, you got obliterated against, I think, a slightly above average LSU team that just plays really good offensive basketball. They're atrocious on defense. I've watched them play a little bit. They struggle at half-court defense. They struggle at stopping people down in the paint. They haven't been super impressive. And tonight, Kyle, they they flat-out owned Arkansas. This was never even a ball game outside of Arkansas's 4 to nothing lead early on. Yeah, and you, you got a. It, it was an admirable the way the performance, the way that they came back and stuff. But I'm kind of tired of saying that at this point. We know that a and, and I say I'm tired of it because we know that Musselman teams are going to give all that they have for the amount of time that they're on the yeah. floor until the final buzzer goes off. But you know, one thing that Chuck Barrett and Coach Must talked about in pregame was Chuck asked him if he thought, well, at this point in the season, you're what five, six games in SEC play. Do you feel like that you are now? He's only got three freshmen with KK Robinson being out, but do you feel like these true freshmen should really be more like seasoned veterans at this point? And he said, well, you know, he kind of beat around the bush and said that each player matures at a different rate, which is very true. Yeah. But man, it's, uh, you know, Jalen Williams, he answered the test 10 rebounds and he's been amazing on the, that's exactly the words that Coach Must used after Georgia, that he's just been phenomenal on the boards and he's mm. been great out there. Yeah, he's still got a, Get taking get the turnover bug taken care of, but it's but him and even Moses Moody. Moses has had some tough times, but still, even in those tough games, it seems like in most cases outside of Tennessee that he's still getting that 15, 18, 20 point range there. And JD Note, he has been the only consistent on this team. Besides the consistency that they cannot finish at the rim, he's been the only consistent right there off the bench. Our bench outscored three guys on our bench outscored our starters tonight i can't i think it's like 41 to 36 i can't remember the exact numbers but i know that our our bench outscored our our starters and that's and that just shouldn't happen and the thing is is again they there were parts of the game that's like okay that's a great comeback kind of like what we saw at florida we've seen it in florida last year we've seen it in other games but to just come out there is just no excuse i don't care that you don't have justin smith there is i'm not saying that I'm upset that they lost. I'm always upset at a loss, but I, I actually I said on on Monday's show that I felt really good coming out of the Georgia game. But I'll tell you though, I think that we bought we put a little too much in. Yes, we shot lights out, but with with them not having uh oh my god not Wheeler who was the guy that uh, Kamara with oh. Kamara being out and only playing 16 minutes that played a major part in the reason why the Razorbacks were so dominant. I'm not saying that that's the only reason, but that was one of the reasons why they were so dominant is because he was not on the floor able to match him like he was early in the game and finally is it is Tyre we at the point where we can possibly say that Connor Vanover just might be a liability on the floor? <laughs> I said that on my show, and I'm kind of surprised no one. Uh... I, I, I caught. I, I think I might have caught your show right after because I, I got kind of close in close to the end. Yeah, and you, you know, you you don't want to bring that stuff up. It's awkward because some people are gonna. Well, that's fine if you want to bash me for it. That's okay. But yeah, yeah, I like to. I look, man. Anybody that's over seven foot that can stretch the floor the way that he does, that can shoot the way that he can mm. from pretty much anywhere. Yeah, that's great, but. You blow on his elbow, and, and it's like it messes up his shot. Then we just can't have that kind of – just getting driven on in the paint and not getting rebounds. Just 
not acceptable. It's just not. And I, I don't know, man. Like, I think that we've just been a little too easy on him. Um, just because, maybe because it's more that it's patience. And I've tried to have that too. But, I just, man, that's been one of the major disappointments. Connor has, he's had some moments in non-conference play where it's like, Oh man, he's gonna. I think he could do. He could translate that game into SEC play. I think he's capable of doing that. I said it. I, I thought for sure this guy. I'm not saying he was gonna get you, you know, even 15 points a game or 12 points a game, but I thought he could get you somewhere near. You know, maybe knock down a couple of threes a game and and uh, get you some easy buckets inside. And he can't. It's like. And I, I have griped and moaned about this. Facebook is driving me crazy. I'm getting like 100 alerts. I'm sorry. Let me close these all out. So distracting. Let me close those out. I should have known better before we started recording. Bad tie. How dare you? I don't understand. I don't know what Connor's game is on offense. Should he, should he just be under the rim at all times? Should he not try to stretch the floor and take? And of course, that's a part of his game. That's what he is. He's a chess piece on the board. He is going to stretch the floor because he can knock down jumpers out around the perimeter. He can knock down the threes on the other side. He can do on outside the perimeter. He can do things offensively out there that force you to have to guard him up close. Force you to bring, you know, your three, four, or five out from the paint, and it's supposed to open things up. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Like, it does not matter because we can't drive the lane and get points. We don't get the easy putbacks. We don't get the and ones inside. You don't get them because your rim play, I'm going to continue to bitch about this, swear jar, my bad, until they get this straightened out. They're they're terrible at the rim. They are so bad. I said that last week, and I'm going to continue to say it. I don't understand with the size that you have on the floor, with the depth of size that you have on the bench, I cannot figure out why they're so atrocious in the paint. Every once in a while, you'll see someone step up and, and get some points. I think we've seen Jalen a couple of times step up inside, knock down some jumpers, or get a get at least a putback. Someone asked me on my live show, and dude, this is a legitimate question. Since Justin Smith, and again, we're not trying to put this like what happened on... Justin or not, tonight was just bad basketball. Wasn't officiating. Stop griping and moaning about officiating. These, the, what we've seen the last three weeks, I think, have been really good officiating for the most part, as good as the SEC could be. But since Justin Smith's uh, injury, since he's been out, has Arkansas landed more than a dunk in a game? Mm, that is a great question. I, I don't believe so. maybe something from Moses. I. I I don't. I can't really think. Because Jalen Williams, I mean, he'll he's good for a couple points a game, but he's not really he hadn't dunked much. He's been more of a rebounder. Oh, I don't think so. That if if there has terrible. been, it hasn't been one of note. Anytime Connor tries to go up for a dunk, it's blocked, or he he just misses the dunk. Jalen, I think he's had. I think he's had at least a couple. Ethan Henderson last year kind of came on as a guy that could dunk. He's not getting a lot of playing time tonight. He did. He did see some. He saw. Uh, saw. I thought he had a decent amount of time on the floor. Wait, well, no, when, when, Justin, when Justin Smith comes back, he ain't going to be getting any time. No, Jalen Williams is just completely taken over. Yeah, Jalen has completely taken over, and that's so nice to have, especially when you get when you get uh, when you get Justin back. But I, I, the fact that we can't even answer that question. 
is it's just appalling. And sometimes that's understandable when you're small. <laughs> when when you know you don't have an inside presence or when you don't have the guys that are capable of being an inside presence. Arkansas does. That's the difference. And they're 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 just bad. And I I really think the root of their issues you know, ball handling, that was a problem. And it's it, it has been, especially when a couple of guys touch the ball. I'm always worried because they're going to turn it over. Jalen's been one of those guys who's turned the ball over in the paint a little bit. At least at least he's good for a couple of turnovers a game. Uh, but I'm always a little nervous with the turnovers. And that, you know, needs to be fixed. I think tonight they had they had 15, which isn't great. But, you know, LSU had 19. You know, you, you – I mean, good grief. So I, how much – you know, it's not – it's not a lack of bench production because J.D. Note, like you mentioned, came off the bench and got 22 tonight. The, uh, Seals finally, finally had double digits, finally got it going tonight. But I, I think the root of their issues are figuring out how to finish at the rim. They need to have that go-to guy in the paint, someone who can get you some easy buckets, someone who can get you some easy points inside. They're never always easy. I understand that. The SEC's got some size this year. The SEC's got some length to them this year. There's a little bit more size across the uh, across the rosters. But I don't think there's as much great talent underneath as what we've seen. And especially based on who you play, like you should be able to dunk. You should be able to finish a layup. You should be able to get those go-to buckets underneath with the guys and the size and the depth that you have down below. Why is this a problem? I can't figure it out. I, I don't know. I, it's just mind-blowing to me. But it doesn't help when you shoot, no matter where you're shooting from, from the floor when you're shooting 34% on 76 attempts. That's that doesn't matter layups or not. That is that's terrible. When you're 26 percent out of three point range, like Arkansas was, they shot eight of 34 or 31. Excuse me. Uh, they are shooting good at the free throw line. They're 80 percent there. I don't know what their average is on the year, but it seems like they've gotten a little bit better there. But did you know, know. that amidst all the dominance from LSU, they turned the ball over 19 times? I know, I know, and you wouldn't think that by what we just witnessed. You wouldn't think but, that. I mean, they, like you said, they, they shot 52% from the floor, 37% from three. So that's, mm-hmm. that's probably going to make you forget about it. <laughs> yeah, and all five of their starters, I mean, two of them had double-doubles. I mean, <laughs> what, what are you going to do against that? <laughs> you know, and it's just something that Arkansas, Arkansas, I think they're capable – of going on the road and going toe to toe with teams like LSU, they did it against Tennessee, and I still think and this could change in the coming days and the coming weeks. I still think Tennessee's better than LSU. Uh, now LSU's four and one in conference play, and I know Tennessee hasn't exactly lighten, been well, lighting the world K- on fire. Kentucky, Kentucky's coming back too. Yeah, I don't know that they're coming back, but they're starting to gel. They've really, I think they're undefeated in SEC play, three or four and zero. Oh. They've They've really cleaned it up, um, and just like we thought they probably would. Yeah, you got to watch out for them too. They are so. Let's go down the conference list right now. It is Alabama. I'm surprised. I especially with the way these guys kind of started. You know, they lost three games in non-con. They so they're ten and three on the year, five and zero oh in conference play. South Carolina, who just got into conference play, they've had some games canceled. They're three and two on the season. They're one and zero oh in conference play. LSU four and one. Tennessee three and one. Mississippi State three and one and Kentucky did lose, so they are three and one now. One. I didn't realize that until I was until I was in my live show tonight. Uh, Florida three and two, and then Arkansas is behind them at two and three. Missouri, 
it's another team I cannot figure out, especially with how well they played against Arkansas. They're one and two in conference play, seven and two on the year, and they've got a couple of good wins under their belt this year in non-conference play. But like, I can't, I cannot for the life of me, I don't understand some of these teams. Georgia, who went off to this, what were they, seven and seven and two or six and I don't remember their, but their non-conference they were pretty good, and now they're zero and four. I really thought like that could be maybe. Not, I don't know about a tournament team, but a team that's on the bubble. And right now, the way they've started, I mean, good Lord, they're not going to make NITs. It is still mind-blowing to me that Tom Crean seems to – he's hanging on by that final thread (laughs) of what he did at Marquette with D. Wade and all those guys like 30 years ago. It was like 17. But still, he had that incredible run at Marquette and then went to Indiana, didn't do very well there. But but he also is – I don't know if you know this, but he is – Jim and John Harbaugh's brother-in-law. He's married to their sister. I didn't know. So know he's that. he's in very good company in the coaching ranks. I understand that's football, but I, I don't understand like how I I guess for Georgia they're not really a basketball school. I mean they've had some successful years occasionally here and there. They beat us in the 2008 SEC championship, but mm. I don't understand, man. The Tom Crean's got I, that that luster wore off for me a long maybe like 10, 11, 12 years ago. Auburn Auburn start this year is just confusing too i mean bruce pearl he's got some arkansas he's got some arkansans on that team that were that were pretty highly sought after like he's got some talent and they're one in foreign conference play like what is going on luckily you have them coming up um after alabama and that i mean that should be a that should be a dub looking at your schedule I, i've asked you this before and i'm gonna ask it again kyle you've got let's just look at your next four bama on the road auburn at home at Vandy, and then at home against Ole Miss. Those next four, do you? I mean, are you looking at this going? Okay, that's easy, three and one. Or are they going to shock the world? Do you think they have a shot against Bama? What? What, are, what do you think about these next four games? Well, I, I think this game against Bama Saturday could be very similar to what happened at Tennessee. You know, you, you lose to Mizzou in the way that you did, and automatically you just think. I saw the line. I think it was plus seven before Tennessee, and I'm just like, oh, you know, I don't know about that one. And then they go and they play extremely well, minus the time. They shot really well, but they just kept turning the ball over. And so I could see them maybe going to Alabama, And because how good is Alabama? Yeah, I know they've really – I understand they're 5-0 and in conference, but didn't really look good in non-con, and maybe they've turned it on since then. But really, they're very similar to Arkansas. I know that they have a – I think John Petty is back for them, uh, but overall they have a pretty young team. And then Vanderbilt, yeah, you know, that you would hope that that would be a dub. One of the worst teams in the league at home. Mississippi, not a very good one. So, uh, and then, of course, you mentioned Auburn, too. So, you got, what is that? You got two out of the next four games are at home. You, you, you certainly have to win the two home. I know last week, once we get into our mailbag here in just a second, one of the questions that we had last week was, uh, are you or I concerned? I think that was one of the ones that we had at the very end. And we said, no, we're not. And, you know, I think what really concerns me now, I'm still, I'm not anywhere close to panic mode, but what bugs me about what happened against LSU is just the fact that that should, the way that they lost should not have had, you should not have been down. I think at one point they were down 42 to 13, 42 to 16, something like that. That's just completely unacceptable. LSU is not the best team in the country. They're far from it. Arkansas is not the worst team in the country. They're far from it. That is just completely unacceptable and should have never happened. So no. yeah. it's just what Arkansas team are we going to get? Are we going to get the team that came out against Tennessee 
and they can take better care of the ball. If they play like that on the road against Bama, they will beat them. I have no doubt about that. And so you you got to think these are very four. I still think with Alabama being undefeated that these are four very, very winnable games. You have to get your two at home. And Porter made a really good point on Monday's show. We talk about being ranked. You know, fans get mad. When we, especially when we were undefeated, we were like, why are we just right out here on the outside at the top 25? Well, you've got to start winning both of your games each week on a Tuesday or a Saturday as opposed to maybe one big win on a Saturday, which we really haven't had a big win yet in the SEC. And so you've got to win those more consistently if you really want to get respect. I agree. Talking about Bama, okay, they are riding a one, two, three, four, five, six-game winning streak, and those are – Quality wins at Tennessee, 71 to 63. Florida, I mean, they beat by, I think, 15. I glanced at it. Uh, yeah, 86 71. On the road against Auburn, 94 to 90. On the road against Kentucky, they went into Rupp and they won today, 85 to 65. They beat Kentucky at Rupp by 20 points. Someone's going to have to tell me the last time that happened. They look ferocious. And I'm with you. If Arkansas plays anywhere near the level, and look, I, I think what happened against Georgia, I'm with you. They they had a guy playing that wasn't 100, uh, percent wasn't fully healthy. But Arkansas came out and just destroyed Georgia. And I guess Georgia's just that bad. I mean, again, you're 0 and 4. But Arkansas's play, I think, if they match that or match like what you said against Tennessee, yeah, I think they're capable because of the talent, because of the thing, because of the things that we tell you guys, and the things that I say on my live show, every single every single podcast and every single live show, they have all of the markers to be a successful team. They have the talent. They have the they have some guys with some experience on this roster. You brought back Seals. We talked about Justin Smith. You know, you've got some of these transfers. You got guys that have contributed this year that have really shined. So you've got depth, size. Uh, athleticism, talent, you've got these things. You are capable of going on the road if you play your absolute best. I think you're capable of damn near winning majority of your games uh, on, on the rest of the year. Does that happen? Based on what we've seen, I'm going to go with no. I don't think that it does. I think when we've seen the kind of you know, the kind of things that they're struggling to overcome and they still are kind of, you know, here we are, we're coming up, uh, you know, we're coming up on the 16th. You know, we're in the middle of January, and they still got to clean up a lot of things. And these things haven't been I, – I mean, they've been addressed. You know, Eric Musselman, Coach Musselman talked about doing layups, doing more layups in practice, right? They've worked on ball control and handling the ball better, and these things still kind of happen. You're getting into the double digits and turnovers every week, not just like 11, 10 or 11. You're turning the ball over, you know, 15, 16 times. That's unacceptable. And – there are teams in the past at Arkansas that, you know what, that's just the way they played, but they played with great tenacity on offense and could rebound. Arkansas is just – they're somewhere in the middle there, and I can't really figure this team out. It's so – it still feels like it's super early in the year. We've got a lot of basketball left, but I'm, I'm, I still think if they can recover from this loss and learn from these games, Mizzou, Tennessee, and LSU, they're capable of beating the majority of this, of this schedule. I don't think that happens, obviously. Bama, uh, I don't know. It could be what happened tonight. I mean, it really could. Bama looks that good. They really could win this thing 18, 20, 24, 25. 
but there could be some matchup concerns there. So, oh, I've got to butt in here and say, man, I completely missed this Alabama-Kentucky score. I'm sitting here talking about how we're not really sure where Alabama is, and they're, like you said, we're yeah, they're undefeated. I didn't realize that they went to Rupp. See, Tuesday nights are. I'll just go ahead and say that's my bachelor night. That's when my girlfriend comes down to my house and we watch the bachelor. And no comment. Hey, just just out of respect, I I don't do much sports that night just because it's like, well, she's driving down here to see me because we she lives in Benton, I live in Arkadelphia. and so that's kind of one night where I don't do a lot of sports. So this completely went over my head, and I missed. I did not realize Alabama just went and beat them like a drum. Yeah. And Rupp. So yeah, that, man, maybe maybe Alabama is for real. I know Kentucky's not Kentucky, but still, they, uh, man, I, like you said, it's just it's really just a toss up right now. Just just put all the teams in a hat and just throw them up in the air, and then we'll just take a guess. It's but that, that's what's fun about it, though. I mean, yeah, it mm, sucks yeah. when it comes to your team, maybe because you really just can't get a grasp on where they are. But we we think about where how like. There's a in every in football, basketball, baseball. There's always teams that heat up in the NCAA tournament or at towards the end of the year, whatever the case may be. And you see that a lot, just about every single year. I feel like more so in basketball, but with the pandemic, that just makes it that much crazier. Just because yes. there's many teams that are in Arkansas's position that if they are young, if they're like young and freshmen and, and all that stuff. And that's one thing, but there's also a lot of teams that have had transfers come in, which Arkansas has had plenty of that, as Eric Musselman loves to do. And so the thing is, we just we do need to like, – like I was saying a second ago that Porter had mentioned, yeah, you definitely would like to see them get two SEC wins in a row, but they just really can't they, – they can't lose the grasp on just at least staying right there on the cusp of it because if they heat up, then they'll be fine, but you just can't let it get away from you. What I'm worried about, and that's – you know, the back-to-back SEC wins uh, hasn't happened yet. You know, you, you went on the road, you beat Auburn, 97-85. You turn around, you lost to Mizzou, right? Then you, you turn around, you go on the road, you play great against Tennessee. All of a sudden, fans are like, okay, wait a minute, I can live with this. Tennessee's a, a top 15, top 20, top 10 caliber team. They're somewhere in there, along with the wackiness of the season, like you mentioned. But then you beat Georgia, and it's like, okay, all right, here we go. Can we get the back-to-back? Can we beat LSU? Can we find a way to beat these guys? Even though they're great, a great scoring team, they're not a very good defensive team, and they couldn't do it. So here we go. Again, are we going to lose back-to-back and then have a great little run there, and you find a way? I think they do win those back-to-back games. In fact, I think they're, they're capable of winning the next three against Auburn on the road against Vanderbilt and Mississippi State, or excuse me, Ole Miss. Then you got to go on the road against Oklahoma State, which I don't like that game either right now yeah, for Arkansas. Either. So, yeah. I still think they make the tournament. I haven't moved off that 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 hill yet. I haven't moved off of it yet. Yeah. I still think I'm starting they're there. to back off the hill that I'm like to say they're going to be a final, like a uh, a top four team in the SEC. I'm I, I took one step back, like not just a tiny one, but uh, man, it's going to be. I don't know if they can get stay at that stats. I think they can still be top six, maybe one hundred percent. But top four, I'm starting to feel a little bit hesitant. But again, there's still, you know, I said this on last Friday's show. We're a week past, and there's still plenty of time. But as well, they're not plenty of time. There's still time. Yeah. But you really need to get Justin Smith back. You need to have the nucleus of your team. I mean, he has really been from the inside presence that we did have at all. Wasn't much. He was a big part of that. But also, too, I'm really anxious to see him and Jalen Williams, like maybe if they're together on the court or how they'll complement each other. You know, Justin gets the start, and then they, you know, depending on who's playing what position, you know, they they could be on the 
court at the same time. It kind of just depends. I know Mus likes to have various guys play different positions, but that's one thing that I'm really anxious to see because Jalen Williams just done a lot of things that you, you, you haven't seen on the stat sheet. Yeah, the rebounds, but just his presence inside, he has been one of the positives, at least for the inside mm-hmm. team. And that's saying something, too, considering, you know, last year you were begging for Ethan Henderson to come out and be that guy you could rely on underneath. I don't know. I felt like every single podcast, every single live show, I'm like, please, God, Ethan, be that guy. Someone has to stand out underneath. And this year it's like, yeah, he might he might log a couple minutes tonight because you've got you've actually got size and some talent there. And not that Ethan isn't talented; these guys are just well, they're just more talented. I hate to be I hate to put it you know bluntly, but the thing I'm worried about, and this was something that Mike Anderson dealt with a lot, and I think it it always kind of bit him in the ass. Pardon my language again. He would play. He would set up the month of February to where like okay. You have to win all these games in February now, which you do anyways, but it puts that much more pressure based on how you play in January. You need to play better in the month of January so you take the pressure off the end of February to where you're not worried about having to rely on the SEC tournament to make, you know, to make the tournament, to make uh, assuming we have a tournament to make the uh, to make the NCAA tournament, to make the big dance. I hope that's not something that's about to happen. And fans, please don't jump off. Don't jump off your off the uh, the bandwagon, the, the Eric Musselman bandwagon, if they get blown out against Bama. Like Kyle just said, and this all like we're literally recording this thing right after this game, so we're we're still trying to get caught up on all the scores and everything. So forgive us if we make mistakes here, but clearly Bama is a leg- they look like a really legitimate team. They're playing like a really legitimate team. And don't go, you know, have meltdowns in our Discord. Or, I mean, I get it if you do. You're not like you're going to get booted or anything. I understand it. But don't go having these social media meltdowns or post to the Razorback Nation Facebook page about how Eric Musselman is overpaid and he needs to be fired and so on and so forth. You people, some of you people are absolutely insane. But you're probably going to lose on the road to Bama, okay? That's probably going to happen. Don't hold it over anybody's heads too much. I get being frustrated. Not saying you shouldn't vent a little bit. Hell, we do. It's what this is for. It's actually why we do this, if we're being completely honest. <laughs> so we just have a place I wonder, to go. I uh, wonder, so is Danielle still putting him in the pool house? That's a good question. I don't know. I have to say, I, he has spent a lot of time in there over the last couple of weeks. I bet so, he has. I mean, that's a funny little thing. Now, I mean, it's definitely not worth some low-life you know, sending a note to their house. Oh, but, my gosh. Hey, that, that's, a, that's a funny little thing, though, that she did about the, the pool house. I mean, I'm glad that she started that because it's like one of those things where, yeah, you don't like losing, but, it, you know, I, I like how they can turn a lot of negative things into something positive that we can all enjoy. That, well, that's, a, that's a cool little thing that I it, thought she, that she did initially. It takes the, like, the people who get really mad about that stuff it kind of takes a little bit off of that, right? Like, it. okay, look, it's just a game, right? Like, and I'm sure Musselman, I don't know. I'm not saying he puts holes in walls. I mean, but. Oh, that's debatable. <laughs> he's the most, he's one of the most he, passionate coaches I've ever seen. He is like. extremely passionate. I mean, and I'm, I'm sure, like, he goes home and he probably just slams the door in his, in his pool house and he's like, I'm just. I'm just so I'm cut off from that right now. I want to vent in here. I want to. I'm kind of surprised with how you know animated he gets. I am surprised he have he hasn't gone to a post game show and just 
let off some st- or a post game, not a show post game. Uh, when he's talking with the media, good grief, I'm brain farting. I'm getting tired. It's ten o'clock at night, but I'm surprised he hasn't just gone off on the media at some point or, or taken to Twitter, you know. But he's, I mean, he's 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 class. He's not going to do that. He's he's not the kind of guy to do that. But when you see how animated he gets, though, I'm always like, I really wonder if he lets it slip when he talks to the media, or if he if he starts to you start to see it surface on on Twitter just a little bit. But he understands the game. He gets it. You know, he's not going to let it get too far. But you're right. I don't know that I would. I, I wonder if they've had to patch some holes in, <laughs> in that pool house, especially after games like the Mizzou game or tonight. Oh. With American National, you get a dedicated agent who will help you make well-informed decisions about protecting your lifestyle. Call us today for a free review of your commercial, home, and auto policies, or to learn more about our customizable farm and ranch insurance. Let the Atkins Agency be your agency of choice. You can visit us on the web at theatkinsagency.com, call us at 501-428-0877, or connect with us through Facebook. Go Hogs! Located in Fayetteville, Rapology is your top spot for banners, signs, and wraps. From commercial fleet wraps, color changes, vinyl decals, and much more, they take care of you in a timely and professional manner. Call Rapology today at 479-368-6490. Again, that's 479-368-6490. The Hawk Talk Podcast is brought to you by Heinemann Services. Heinemann Services is a family-owned and operated business whose work ethic and customer service will restore your confidence in handyman. They offer interior and exterior projects for your home or business, including repairs, installations, small remodels, landscaping, decks, fencing, and much more. Call Corey and his crew today at 479-347-9336. That's 479-347-9336. Holy cow. Uh, okay. Cue the music. It's Discord question time. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot of questions. They're short, sweet, and simple. And uh, again, if you guys want to take part in these, you can hit us up. You can follow us on Twitter, and it's in our bio. You can you can just ask for it. I know some of you uh, you DM me on Facebook, and you're like, "Hey, what's the? Give me the link, and I'll send it to you." And then you don't join. What the hell? What what is that? Why do you why do you have me? Why do you bother me to give you a link and you don't even follow? You don't even come in and join. But if you guys want to yeah. take part in yeah, this. Yeah, this isn't like a week subscription and then we start charging. This thing is free, free, free. Not yet anyways. And we yeah, at least not yet. Five ninety nine. Join the, the Hog Talk Discord. All right. Trip uh, wants to know what happened in all caps. What happened at LSU Kyle Go? I think we just said it, man. Yeah. Mainly, to sum it all up, you just got off to a horrible start. Uh, not that you weren't necessarily playing hard. You were just playing out of position. You looked lost, especially trying to get rebounds. LSU couldn't really miss. And that, what, those first 12, 13 minutes or so really is what did you in. Essentially, again, 42 to 13, 42 to 16, whatever it was, you you're not going to come back from that in most cases. Just about any kind of scenario, there's just no way to get out of that hole. Jay Haas, <laughs> I did not proofread this. I Let me screened see. them. We're good. Okay. Okay. All right. You could. We don't need to bring the handcuffs. He wants to know, Jay Haas Jr. 17, why does it seem 
we're we're winning every other game. Is there a lack of effort or motivation? Are they just outmatched? Well, I can answer the first one. We are winning every other game in SEC play. So yeah. it seems like that because that's the way it is. Are they outmatched? I mean, I, I definitely don't think it's – I think for sure a lack of motivation a lot of the times. I've There has not been a single second that I have ever questioned a muscle team. And I say that all the time. I know it kind of sounds repetitive, but I truly mean that. I have not once ever watched a game. I think I've maybe completely – I've seen highlights of every single one, but I think I've completely missed a live game maybe once or twice in muscleman tenure. And I have never one second said, okay, they are not giving effort. But motivation, definitely a lack of that. Yeah, if you watch, and there were people complaining about it on Twitter, their, uh, their half-court defense – at times, like what what were they doing? Like they gave up that that easy uh, the, the dunk there with like five six minutes to go. The guy gets the uh, the guy brings it out and just runs down the floor and, and scores with ease. Like nobody even bothered to get in the lane or or to 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 crowd the lane. Nobody tried to to dump inside and force anything. Like he just it's like he almost walked in there and scored. And I. I I don't understand that. I don't understand why at times, even when they've got guards, nothing but guards on the floor and maybe a four or five, maybe a forward or, or, or sometimes early on, it's Vanover. But I, I don't understand why the guards and, and the quicker guys aren't running down the floor a little bit faster. They are. They have at times played really good half-court defense. But then there's you look at tonight and, and you go back to the Mizzou game, they just did not respond. Last question. Turkey Twister, who is brand new to our Discord. Welcome. Why? <laughs> I mean, we've gone over it, but I'll just read his question anyways. Why did we look like why did we look like piglets tonight? Everything we just said for the last uh, 15 minutes. They just Yeah, just wasn't uh, wasn't the best effort tonight. And they just again, I don't think it's an outmatch issue. I think they just LSU got hot. Arkansas was not. I think it was more overwhelmed than outmatched. Overwhelmed. That's a good. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Uh, overwhelmed. Do you? And, okay. Thanks for the Discord questions. That'll that'll do that. We're done with the Discord questions. Stop the music. Do you think? Have Have you noticed that? Like Mizzou. They played a similar kind of defense. Like, they were in-your-face aggressive. And then you had LSU tonight who played the full-court press for at least 75% of this game. Is that Arkansas's kryptonite? Like, is that all it takes? Just play super aggressive defense? Is that it? Help me out, because I don't know. Yeah, you got to hope that – you got to hope not because there's plenty of teams in this conference that can fulfill that if they if need be. But – I got to think, you know, and I've, we've all, I think I've heard it many, many times. I've said it, I've, I've heard it said that you don't see a lot of mistakes made more than once, especially in a, like in the, in the same amount of time or a close amount of time with a muscleman coach team. And I just really, after what we saw with Mizzou, especially, I just didn't think that this team would come out flat in any way, uh, whether it be on at home, on the road. And it happened, and I'm just, I'm just really searching for answers, really more than anything. Just kind of like we all are. It's not. I still believe in the team, but it's man. There's just so much to get figured out, and a lot of it still. It's. I, I still do. I know. I said earlier that talking about Chuck Barrett asking Muss about whether his guys should really make that jump from 
from true freshmen to seasoned veterans. And while I do believe that is true, the reality is there still is going to take more time to some. Who knows? We could be getting one and one for however long, you know, towards till, till we get around SEC tournament play, and then it might click, and then you get hot at the right time. Who knows? Uh, it's just really that just remains to be seen. But we just know that as of right now, there's a lot that needs to be fixed. Yeah, there is, and some of it, some of it is is like ball security, like doing a better job of of not turning the football or the football. Oh my God, I'm already thinking football. Just handling the ball better, not turning it over. I noticed that earlier. Some bad passes, just trying to trying to get a little cute, trying to get the ball around and turning it over. It's simple things that can be fixed. You know, when you look at the first half, I mean, I already have, here's my notes typed out. Ball handling, terrible. Shot selection, terrible. Three-point shooting along with the shot selection, terrible. Defensive effort, half-court defense, terrible. Uh, easy points inside. When has that ever been the case for the Hogs? But, yeah, terrible. Like, th- those are my first-half notes. And nothing really changed going into the second half. There weren't – that, that's not a criticism of, of a lack of adjustments. It was just – that's just kind of been a, the, the Razorbacks' identity, at least with the a little bit of the ball handling. Like, the, the turnovers just need to come down a little bit. But, again, finishing in the paint, getting those easy buckets. I hope – I hope that Justin Smith is the cure-all, like some people are trying to tell me. Like, I, I think he'll definitely be a big part if you have a turnaround. He's going to be a big part of that. But there's there's other things that just need to be – they need to be tweaked, and and uh, they need to head. They need to head up. They need to head in the right direction as far as, you know, as far as getting those things fixed relatively quickly. And with Smith back, you're going to be able to make some more adjustments. You're, and again, like like it was asked in Discord, is it a matchup issue? It definitely shouldn't be. Once you get him back on the floor, at least not as often. And like Kyle said, you're going to play some more teams that play the the full court, and. It seems to me like that has been a problem. When when a defense starts to queue up, or they or they start to get in your face, play aggressive, or they they go with that full court pressure, the full court press, uh, Arkansas just folds, and they they're going to have to adjust to that. They're going to have to figure out how to play that because apparently it's doing exactly what it's meant to do. And maybe that is that is the mismatch. Maybe teams that are willing to do that and can do it, you know, effectively. Maybe that's going to be their kryptonite this year. And if that's the case, yeah, you're going to lose more games. And all of a sudden, I am going to feel a lot less uh, good about your odds of making the tournament because there are some teams that play that. And there's going to be teams that don't run that, but they're going to watch film and go, oh, (laughs) that's all we got to do? It's like Arkansas football's run defense, right? Like, we got completely exposed halfway through the year as injuries racked up, and everyone just ran the football down your throat, and you're giving up 200 yards a game on the ground. That's all it took. Watch enough film, you see enough of it, you get enough exposure, and basketball is no different. So they're going to have to clean those things up. They're going to have to get a little bit better. Don't turn the ball over as much. Don't. The stupid passing really hasn't been an issue this year as much as it was tonight. Tonight it was just it was just awful. Last thing, and uh, there's really not a lot of news out there other than Arkansas basketball looking like poop tonight. But going to the transfer portal really quick. Deion Edwards, the 6'1", 220-pound outside linebacker who had put himself in the portal. Kyle, he's now sticking it out. How how important yes. is that? It's Well, kind of like what we said last year the, going into the season, it, it quality depth of the linebacker position is very key. And while it, he didn't get a lot of reps this year, I know that – well, actually, he, he did play 
I guess, sort of a good bit of substantial, like, reps that were meaningful. But it's good just because, like, you just never know. Like, we, we lost Bumper for a couple of games. Um, Grant, I know, sat out for, I guess it was one, I think. But just to have that experience right there, just to have for the younger guys on the field, like, during practice and everything, I think that that's really key. Just the fact that he does want to come back, I mean, that's I, – I know that there was, you know, all kinds of rumors out there, like certain schools didn't want or whatever. We don't really know the full story. But either way, Sam Pittman has just built a culture that so many people want to – I know that we've had guys transfer out, but we've kept pretty much the ones that we've really, really needed to keep. And, uh, you know, I'm not nothing against some of the ones that have left, but – or any – again, none against any of the ones who have left, but uh, – Sometimes it's just a better scenario for you and the program, but, you know, it's good to have Didi back because we do need some bodies at linebacker still. We have for years, it seems, and uh, still do now. We've got a good bit of bodies in that room now, but a ton of guys that have not played a single down. Yeah, and <laughs> quality depth, man. I Like, that's someone who you need. Quality depth is it. That's, I mean, that's really the key right there. It, he's someone you're going to need because – you know, we we could talk about like what has his production really been. It's not been stellar, but you just need someone back there, and maybe he's not a part of that quality depth equation. I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be too hard on the guy, but like there are big questions going on at that position, and the last thing you need is someone at the linebacker spot transferring out. I'm looking at the transfers. I didn't realize how many defensive backs have transferred out of Arkansas just in this year alone. Trent Gordon who's coming in from Penn State, that's nice, as a corner. But then you lost Miles Mason, who's going to Louisiana Tech. Uh, Jacquez McClellan, Florida State racking up the transfers there. I think they've had at least two or three. Jacquez McClellan, who played here quite a bit, he's going to Florida State. Micah Smith, or Micah, sorry, Micah Smith, six foot, 211-pound uh, defensive back. We don't know where he's going yet. He's in the portal. And then you had Cedric Johnson, who's also in the portal who did play a little bit. Uh, special teams, and he was on the field a little bit. So you, that's an area like, okay, yeah, you can't afford to lose anybody anywhere, but in the secondary, you can kind of absor- absorb that, especially with who you have, with Slusher and, of course, Catalan and Fouché. Like, you can absorb that. But someone like a Dion Edwards, you can't afford to lose. Uh, Levi Draper, you hope he can get healthy and, and stay healthy and participate. In, uh, in spring camp and, and build and, and actually contribute and make the two deep. And you've got these newcomers coming in, uh, the freshmen coming in at linebacker. But, yeah, that's a position. When I saw he even put his name out there, I was like, oh, man, that is not a position I want to see get hit with transfers. It just won. So you understand why he thought about it, but it's good to see that he is uh, he's he's back. Jack Lindsay, did, did he – is he somewhere? Did he transfer anywhere yet? Yeah, he's going to Tech. Um, that's right. So yeah, he's going to take. That's right. And then Shamar Nash, big time IMG guy. I have, you know, there was that everybody was thinking, I believe that, or at least I know I was, that he was probably going to follow or possibly going to follow Justin step there to South Carolina. You know, that's just a, I guess an assumption because Justin brought him into Arkansas and then then step is there, but who knows? I mean, he's from, Tennessee, so maybe he could go to one of the smaller school at Middle Tennessee State or Tennessee Martin or something like that if he were to go home. Memphis is another one, so I, I haven't heard anything on him. It looks like he has gone to Memphis. 
Oh, did he? That's right. I think they made that. I think that news came out last week. I believe he actually did go to Memphis. As many as we've had <laughs> stay, we've had quite a few leave too. So I do lose track of it. You have to have a daily tracker on the on the transfer. It's ridiculous. Like all these guys coming and going. I mean, I, I don't mind it. It has that free agency aspect, like the NFL does a little bit. But oh my gosh! And you know, I was thinking about this. We're gonna wrap this up, but I was thinking about. Could you imagine NCAA twenty two? In the franchise, the the video game, being able to track the uh, transfer portal, dude. As yeah, that'd be pretty wild. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd that, be that would for sure be a new because you got to think about last time that they had that game was the 2013 season. The last time NCAA mm-hmm. football had a new season was Brett Bielema's first year at Arkansas. So think about the amount of things that they would have for that game by now oh my god uh, just all the different deals so it, i think we're gonna eventually have it again and oh, i'm gonna man i will not come out of my room that's, uh, <laughs> I, I used to buy that from i think 2002 so from the from my, the time i was 12 11 12 years old until i could drive my mom was so kind enough to always take me to walmart down the pretty close to our house and get it at midnight and then when i started wow. driving i would do it on my own and then i did it all through college that was a tradition. I was going to say, that sounds like a yeah. tradition. The first week of, it was usually the first week of July, like July 6th, July 7th when they released it. I remember yeah. that like it was yesterday. And it was like Christmas. I would literally wait up until midnight so I could go get that game and I would play it all night. Yeah. And those were the days. Oh, I'm telling you, man. And then when they introduced, uh, yeah, and I played, I don't remember the first year I played. I want to say it was like the late 90s or somewhere in there. I was in high school and I can always remember, like, thinking, can you imagine playing this online? And then they, they bring the online, like, in what, what year is that, like, 03 or something. They bring the online, and then eventually you can do the online dynasties. And me and my buds, me and my bros, we would play, and, boy, it got competitive. Oh, my gosh. It made recruiting. It, there was nothing like the online dynasty. There was nothing like it. Madden doesn't yeah. hold a freaking candle to the NCAA online dynasty. Such a good game, man. I really wish they would they would bring it back. Damn you, O'Bannon. Damn you. I think that's it. We do appreciate you guys being a part of this. To all the Discord questions, thank you guys as always. I know it was a bummer night. Nobody really wanted to have anything to do with Arkansas sports tonight with the way they look, but hopefully they bounce back. We'll see how they do on the road against Bama. And on behalf of uh, everyone here at the Hog Talk, Kyle, as always, it was fun. Yes, sir. Looking forward to hopefully we have some better news on the next Friday show. You guys stay tuned. There's nothing next on this. There's no guest this week, but stay tuned for the Monday show. Uh, Could have a pretty cool guest on Monday. So looking forward to that. But Woo Pig Suey, we will see you guys around. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.